Hello, and welcome to another episode of Endeavors. On today's show, I speak with the cast and crew of the new series, Our Big Punjabi Family. That's coming up on Endeavors. Well, hi there. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another episode of Endeavors. It's a great time for Canadian television. Schitt's Creek became popular all around the world. We had a great show that aired for many years called Kim's Convenience, which I think was very important because it was sort of the first time that a minority family, a, a, an Asian-Canadian family, was portrayed uh, on television. And this weekend brings the premiere of another one. It's called Our Big Punjabi Family, and set in Abbotsford. And while Kim's Convenience might be the first show that comes to mind you know, as, as they both portray uh, Asian-Canadian families, it's sort of more along the lines of the, of the modern family-style mockumentary show. And there are, you know, there are other um, influences too, like All in the Family, I think, is a, is a very important uh, influence for the show. But... It's the first time we see the Punjabi community, which is a very big community in Canada, especially out in Abbotsford, where the show is set. It's the first time we get to get to watch and 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 learn about that community. Uh, and as Arky Kandola, one of the actors, says, you know. Punjabi or not, white people can relate, black people can relate, Latinas can relate, because at the end of the day, it's all about family, and those are the shows that we continually, continuously gravitate towards to, are shows about family. So, the show premieres... On June the 11th, on Omni Television at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, I had the chance to speak with co-creator Alina Monroe, as well as cast members Arky Candola and Navneet Kaur. This is me with... Our big Punjabi family. I am pleased to be joined by 
Three members of the new show are big Punjabi family. I have creator Lena Manro, and I have cast members Navit Kaur and Arki Kandola. I hope I got all those names right. You you killed it like an Indian menu. That's what you just did right there. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank thanks for uh yeah thanks for letting this uh white guy have some of your time. Uh, <laughs> So this uh this new show comes out uh this week I believe. Um and Lena I guess I'll start with you as the creator. The 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 press release kind of des described it as a little bit of a Punjabi version of Modern Family. Um I'm kind of curious where where the 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 genesis for this initiated from for you. Mm. So yes, I would uh, I would say that Modern Family is a wonderful reference show, um, and I think Arrested Development was also something that would heavily influence this show, just because Arrested Development has such absurd characters, um, although they're really mean to each other. And I feel like in our show, we really only have one mean auntie, only one for the most part. Uh, <laughs> she's and, and, and wild. Um, the genesis of the show, I. Uh, uh, I would say is actually uh, the inspiration behind it is actually all of our own families. Every moment uh, comes from a real life example, clearly totally twisted and made absurd for sure. But the genesis is actually, we should be thanking our own parents because if we hadn't had so much um, chaos growing up, uh, perhaps there wouldn't be a show. So I'm very grateful to my mother and father. If you're listening, they're probably not, but uh <laughs> that's that's the true seed of the genesis of our big Punjabi family. Now, the other way that uh, that it actually came to be and practically was that um, Karma Films, which is the producer of the show, uh, they had produced a movie called Donkey Head, which was written and directed by Agam Darshi. And she's the co-creator of the show and um, a wonderful, wonderful close friend of mine. Initially, this show had been pitched as a TV series, a spinoff of that movie. However, that's more of a drama. And she didn't want to go down that path with that premise. Uh, that was a Punjabi family. And, um, you know, the the key elders, um, I don't want to give a spoiler, but uh, it was very different. It was dark. <laughs> and so she, she pulled me in and Karma Films pulled me in uh, because my background is comedy. I've written and directed a uh, sketch comedy show called I Can't Believe It's Not Butter Chicken, which was... Uh, quite popular here within the South Asian community um, for a few years. Uh, and I, um, I'm i a co-founder of a design agency. Uh, I run the media arm at All Purpose Creative and my niche is also creating little comical stories. So they said, all right, forget about my drama. Let's let's go into the world of comedy and write a, uh, a draft, uh, first draft pilot. So that's how it, it came to be. And the ideas that came from the pilot um, come from real life examples and my own wonderful family is huge inspiration. Uh, well, for Arki and Navneet, um, how much did your, you know, because Lean was talking about real life, how much were you able to pull from your own lives and upbringings and, in, and into your characters? Well, for my character, uh, Babs, she... I think me and her live parallel lives. Um, she works at her family's grocery store and uh, behind the scenes, deep down in her heart is a deeply passionate, aspiring actress um, unbeknownst to her family. And uh, I think I, I draw a lot of parallels with that as well. 
and you know, on, on that note, um, I won't say anything about about you, Navi, but we both know a lot of people who are actors and whose families don't know, huh? I'll I'll admit, I admit to it. I I was uh I was a lawyer, but in my heart I was an actor. And I used to do plays and I used to cut my reviews out of the paper and my parents didn't know. This is when you're like an, an adult, okay? This is like when you're in your 30s. <laughs> and my parents actually, oh, I don't even know if they know that I did this. Yeah, I don't even know if they really know what I'm doing even now. True, true story. True yeah, story. Do you know anyone else, Navi? I, I, you, don't, you don't have to share. Maybe you have some friends. You know, I, I'll have to think on it. But as soon as someone comes to mind, I will... I will, I, I'll send you an email. Okay. Yeah. Can you guys CC me in on it? Just What's CC that? me. Just CC <laughs> me in on it. So and I, Dan, because Dan's I, a part of this conversation too. I am one of those people and that character is drawn from my own real life example. Um, but there were two more that we know um, that we are closely associated to who had a very similar story. And both were women and are women and um, both had to hide being an actor. Like why? Why do you have to hide that? And I am so excited to bring, to personify that experience through, you know, this artistic medium and to make it funny and to make it light and full of laughter and joy. And yeah, just, just have fun with fun with that premise that, you know, can be so deeply depressing, but is also absolutely hilarious at the same time. But like, why doesn't anyone have to hide that they're a doctor in our culture? That might happen yeah. too. <laughs> I think I think that's the thing there, Lena and, and Dan. Obviously, I think we we've been so um, like secretive with our careers because when you say you want to be an actor or an artist, you're pretty much uh, admitting to your family that you want to be broke and struggle your whole life. And, you know, with the grace of, of the upper powers and the energies, you know, Lena's and the Uggams and the Karma films come along and piece something like this that is written by us and for us and for uh, the culture to kind of get together on uh, Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon evenings and, you know, tune into some humor and some drama and just some chaos and joy uh, in a time of darkness. So I think, you know, it, it's it's just a timely story that, you know, relates to not just Punjabi families, but to every chaotic family out there. I don't know that there is a functional family. I think I think when someone says, oh, my family's dysfunctional, what I hear is, oh, you're saying your family's normal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. We were at uh, the festival that we were at in Denver. We had such a diverse audience of people from all races, walks of life, ethnicities, socioeconomic conditions. And after our show premiered, we were approached by so many families and individuals that were like, oh, my goodness, I'm not Punjabi, but like my family is also, you know, absolutely unhinged. And this show made me feel seen. You know, I, I I remember having the I'm going to be an artist conversation and I'm going to go to theater school conversation with my parents. Um, I, I'm I'm curious when you when you know, when when you all first decided that this was a profession that you wanted to enter. How how did that how did that come? How did those conversations go, if at all? They didn't happen. And um, yeah. <laughs> 
I can tell you my first conversation, my dad shut it down, promptly shut it down. I was 11 years old. I was so nervous. And I worked up the courage to say, Daddy, I've decided to become an actress. And he said, well, that's a bad idea, Lena. There's no money there, number one. And you know what else he said? And I remember this. He said that there's nobody Indian on TV. So that's not a realistic opportunity. But he did encourage me to become a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing how that comes full circle. And now you're creating characters to be seen on, you know, uh, network television and the world um, and be inspired, Lena. So, like, it's amazing at 11 you, you knew and you knew you wanted to do this because, like, I was late. I was uh, 28, and I was just, like, an errand boy at the house then. And uh, pretty much, you know, when someone, a kid needed, a niece or nephew needed to be babysat, I was there. If they needed milk or bread from the corner store, I was there. And uh, acting kind of came late to me. So I think they were just happy that I, like, kind of just got up and did something. So uh, that's my kind of story with the family. They still don't think I'm doing anything. It's funny because, like, I'll be, you know, on on location filming and my mom will be like, oh, how's the audition going? And I'm like, mom, I booked it. I'm. She's like, well, I'm praying every day that you become an actor. And, you know, I hope God answers my prayers. And it's like, all right, mom, love you. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Okay, on that note, that never ends. Uh, I'm uh, a founder of a design agency. I've created the, you know, this show. I'm a lawyer. I've got a lot of like successes in traditional and non-traditional ways. My parents are still like, what? You okay? Everything's going to be okay, okay? You don't get depressed. Don't be worried, okay? Don't worry. (laughs) When are you going to have men? Then it'll be okay. Everything be okay. It's like, whoa, that's great. And so I've learned, I've learned to j- very gently just lie to my parents and then everything is okay. Yep. I'm very happy. I'm in very, very good relationship. All is well. Everything is good. Yeah, my my TELUS and FIDO bills are up to date, mom. Don't worry about it. I'm not getting cancellation. I'm not getting cancellation notices. Don't worry about that. I'll handle it. I have enough money for groceries. I'm good. <laughs> I'm eating three meals a day. <laughs> But I, I know I've said this before. You sound like, you know, people ask you what do you and you're very vague. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I work in film and like, just <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> no questions yeah. asked. I just work in film. Just be vague and off to the races. Um, you know, we're you mentioned, you know, your your dad saying you don't see any Indians on TV. And, you know, we're starting to see that a little bit like in, in Britain. There's a couple of British Indians comedians like you've got Gus Khan and uh and there's always been Indians on TV, you know, and support like as a supporting role or 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 side characters. But for you two, how how does it feel to actually be like, no, you you are part of the I think the first sh- show that's fully about Indians. Yeah, Punjabis. Yeah, Punjabi Indian. The culture. Again, again, it's to be a part of something this uh, iconic and you know uh, historic and you know legendary um, words that come to my mind. Again, I think it's like it's time, you know, and like it's everything. Like everything, it's earned, and we've done our our parts and we've done our roles. 
and we've kind of earned you know this time now to tell our story and you know having uh, the lenas and the nubbies that are stepping forward to you know grace the screens with these um characters that are going to be felt and seen by millions you know across the world um potentially billions let's say you know friends friends there's friends out there you know what i mean we can we can be like a friends show as well uh, i'll be there for you um but yeah it's one of those things that i think it's just time and um i was fortunate enough to be a part of a cast a steven spielberg production uh, with joe coy called easter sunday which was an all filipino um cast and to be a part of that i was looking to the left and right going wow it's amazing to see someone like Joe Coy put on for his culture. And then came our big Punjabi family. And I'm there with Alina and Agam energy and Karma Film energy and seeing all Punjabi um, cast members. And it's, it's an amazing time to just be a part of film. And What I find interesting is that anytime there is a, a, a story that's about you know, uh, uh, a segment of the population that we haven't seen before, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, Asian or or whether it's queer or whatever, it always seems to start from comedy and then branch out into there. Why is, is A, why is, is comedy a good mechanism for storytelling, but why is it, is it a good place to start? Lena, do you want to answer this? Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess, I, I mean, that is my entire background is comedy because it's, uh, one of the ways that you can actually deliver a message, uh, in, um, a way where it doesn't seem like you're actually saying something, uh, negative or, um, hitting someone over the head with something in sort of like a heavy handed way or a luxury way. It's the one arena where people will, you'll draw audiences just because they want to have fun. And they, they don't realize that they're actually potentially taking away certain ideas and attitudes that could be life-changing uh, and that could be positive or negative. But I, I love comedy because I believe we can plant the seeds and we can bring people together and they won't even know that that's happening. I mean, when you think about, you know, comedy and the way it's been used in history, it was the court jester was the only one who could say anything about the king and not die. I think that's what they say. I don't know. <laughs> the court gestures that lived, I suppose, spent that story. Um, and in the same way, uh, I have uh, used comedy my my whole life, my whole career, to be able to do more than just, uh, A, it's super fun, like music. There's a certain universality and a certain fun about it. Um, but then B, to be able to use it as a mechanism to say something more is is like incredible. It's such, an, it's such a wonderful vehicle to do that. Um, and the messages in this show, they, there's a ton of messages, especially about the patriarchy and some messages about, you know, diversity and racism and ageism and intercultural attitudes that are not cool. Uh, there's also messages about love and showing for the first time, as far as I know, because there are TV serials in India. They're very, very popular. And in fact, when you watch the show, there's a show within the show where we made up our own pretend TV serial. Um, that's really stereotypical and weird. And, um, but the messages that, that you see in typical Bollywood or uh, in, in Hollywood or Indian cinema, um, there's stereotypes there that are based on 
the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law not liking each other. In this one, they're family. They do like each other. In fact, I feel like they gang up on Sunny, the son, a lot. You know, uh, you don't usually see the cousin living in the garage. Okay, but in this one, you kind of do. You know, um, there's messages of love interspersed in it. And hopefully we're modeling wonderful things. Minu uh, is a child that goes by they, them pronouns. A lot of South Asians haven't seen that before. And so that's treated in a way that I hope is sensitive, but also realistic. You know, you do have some elder family members who really don't get it <laughs> and are a bit disrespectful. So. so anyway, I hope that answers your question. Why comedy? Um, because comedy is just, it's so brilliant. It's light, it's joyful, it's wonderful. And uh, you can say a lot through comedy. Well said, well said. Um, you know, we're we're in a, a sort of an unprecedented time in terms of the amount of conversations we're having about representation and, and diversity. And at least, you know, I think the, the Punjabi community is one where I think people maybe don't understand it or there's a lot of misconceptions about them, especially when you see them um portrayed on tv we're, uh what do you hope to dispel and where do you think we are in in understand you know uh, for, you know from from my perspective uh what do you uh, what do you hope that non punjabis can understand better about that culture that they're just as relatable as us you know what i mean and and just as chaotic and just as loving and uh just as spontaneous because like you know uh that was one of those things again by watching it in a film festival setting and being in a non-Punjabi environment like Denver uh called shout out to Denver as well and Series Fest um for for hosting us but like it's one of those things that you you'll be surprised when you actually watch the show how related and how relatable it is to a lot of non-Punjabis and uh, that's just great writing and, you know, great acting and just great production. So like hats off to everybody that was, you know, uh, had had their hands in this production. And, and I want to add, you know, there's lovely things that unite us. Like, you know, everyone farts. And so it's okay that Punjabis fart too. And that's that's an all right takeaway. That's really about being um, <laughs> the universality. Why is Navi laughing? Oh. I'm just saying, you know, she, yeah, she, you know. Is she, one of, is she one of one of the characters that accidentally farts a lot? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, the cousin, <laughs> as a cousin and a fellow witness, witness, I know and may have heard a couple of those. Yeah, there's there's some some fun physical humor. It's not all high bro, okay, but it's not all low bro. It's somewhere in the middle. There's a lot of brows. There's a lot of brows. I argue there's a brow for everyone's face. Ooh. <laughs> There's a healthy amount of, of body hair in the show, yes. There's a healthy amount of eyebrows, yes, and mustaches, and not only on the aunties. Not the yeah, yeah. I'll blame the DNA for that one. And that's where we deviated from from the realism of our culture. <laughs> How has um, I, if I'm correct, the show is set in Abbotsford, right? Um, which which is the largest uh, Punjabi community in Canada? Something like I think twenty percent of the of the community lives there. How has that community responded to the show? Great, great question. That's a great question. Lena, I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> I think we're gonna find out uh, in a week. Um, 
So because the show hasn't released yet, it's hard to necessarily gauge uh, a response to the show, but the response to the social media so far has been fantastic, has been encouraging, has been wonderful. Um, the show, I have been tested with a handful of people from Surrey, from Abbotsford before before we aired, just to get some, some audience reactions, which was really important as well. Um, and again, supportive and positive. Uh, I can tell you when, when we did the I Can't Believe It's Not Butter Chicken show, which was um, also South Asian, although not just Punjabi, although that, that was the backbone of a lot of sketches, um, we were met with so much love from Abbotsford. Oh, my God. We used to perform at the CBC 700 studios here in Vancouver, but we would do a touring show um, uh, once a year to Abbotsford, and it would just be packed with people. And I remember the second or third time like it's it was so difficult to like get the whole group together to go out there i almost declined the invite um and then there were some community members who said no it's really really important and i think part of it was that some of the sketches we wrote we wrote a few on domestic violence um and you shouldn't make that funny that's that's not the point of the sketch but it was to unearth those things that were happening in the community so there were uh, a couple of women who said to me you need to do this show there this has to be there uh, because of the way that some of the storytelling is is impacting and starting conversations. So that was the reception. And I feel strongly that the reception will be positive again, um, because, you know, we're representing BC, we're representing Abbotsford, right? That's good. Yeah. Sorry, people are calling. I just I just had a I just had a deer walk by my window. So all good. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Victoria has Victoria has deer everywhere now. They're just talk about island life. Yeah, they're just. You remember? You remember that game like from ten years ago, like Deer Crossing? You know, it was before it, it preceded Animal Crossing. Victoria uh -huh. is Victoria is a real life Deer Crossing. It's just they're everywhere. That's amazing. Deer and deer and rabbits are there are are two like right That's in the city. You guys have uh, natural predators. You have the most mountain lions, the most cougars in BC concentrated. They eat the deer, don't yep. they? Yep. Yep. Well, you have to introduce the two. Yep. Um, well, I mean, a developer, the deer were concentrated in one area, and then a developer drove them out. Is what happened, and so now they're just now they're just scattered. And we have orcas, we have wolves, we have a lot of lot of lot of wildlife. People don't realize that we have here on uh, on the island. So and displaced deer. Yeah, like I was, I was walking home from Santa last year, and there was just house across from me, just five deer, just five deer hanging out in the lawn, a whole family. They were getting ready to move in. Yeah, yeah, something like it that. Must have been the first. It must have been the first or the fifteenth. <laughs> yeah, right. they struck a deal with that developer. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I feel like I'm so confident in the fun of this show. I bet you even the deer would watch it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, you you were mentioning those those comedy skits that that people found important, and a show, you know, a show like this, or you know, art in general. How can do you think it can spark people to be more open about things that are going on in their lives, especially with in, in such a tight knit community like this one? Lena. <laughs> I thousand percent think yes, absolutely. You know, people are not necessarily willing to come out and tell you about their their situation, their trials, their tribulations. But if they can get behind a fictional story, a comedy, uh, any form of art, maybe a painting, that that real emotion and those real stories, they come through. You know, all of us have a story. Every single person has a story. And I would even suggest that those of us who come from immigrant families that were 
born and brought up here first and second generation Canadians. Um, my gosh, we have some 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 pretty dark and pretty painful stories. Okay, I'm not going to tell you about mine, but I don't write, mind writing something fun or funny because that's my art. Um, my baby brother, he's a stand-up comic in Alberta, and um, you know he's quite funny. And you know he often says that the reason he became fun and funny is because he had to be because that was the only way he didn't get bullied, and he was bullied pretty badly um, growing up in in smaller you know, um, Caucasian towns in Alberta as the only brown kids, of course, you're going to attract a lot of negative attention. And so he used humor as a as a, a bit of a, I don't know if, if it was a defense mechanism or both. I know I used it as a defense mechanism. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't at first start to use that as a defense me mechanism? So yes, art is an incredible avenue of being able to convey all kinds of story and trauma, but it also, it also transports um, or is maybe transport's not the word, transmutates. Is that the word? Is that a word? Transmute? Transmutate? Yep. Transforms. That's an easy word. It transforms that pain and trauma into something beautiful, hopefully, something that, that people can relate to. It come, becomes a vehicle of healing, not just of yourself, but of a community, of a group, of a people. Um, and hopefully that, that's also what we're doing here. How would you describe um the comedy scene in in the Punjabi community like is is there one? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah every 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 day every house is just comedy like the funniest people in our household are like our uncles and our aunts and like you know the nieces and the nephews and like it's just like everybody kind of I don't know where it comes from but trauma like, yeah the grief it, it, it kind of like again like what Lino was saying kind of like transmutes into everybody kind of having um humor as a superpower and like you know watching our grandmas um interact with our grandpas and tell us that that's love like that's hilarious because like we're like if that's what love is i don't want that you know what i mean like just just like the the realizations of like uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side it's it's really like it's really kind of disturbing, but it's true. I mean, I I can't tell you the number of times uh, when I get together with my family. I have four younger brothers and sisters. Um, we have belly aching laughs, such such a good time, and we are laughing and laughing. But if I told you about some of the stuff we were laughing about, I I feel like it would be very disturbing. Yeah, you remember that time where you know, <laughs> I don't know, so and so uncle was so drunk that that he was causing up a storm at the at so-and-so's wedding and just disrupted everything and he is actually a bona fide alcoholic but he decided to become the bartender at this small family function like the alcoholic and it's serve and serve an underage kid and serve right. an underage kid yeah and they say it's okay because he's eventually he's gonna drink anyway so why not start now or that time, like my dad was hiding from my cha-cha because my my uh, my dad's younger brother because my dad's younger brother was super drunk and he was scared he was gonna get beat. Like what the hell? Like these are these are this is uh, but this is funny to us as we look back on it. But really, like I really think that that if we'd had the money, we would have had a lot more therapy. But we didn't, and so we have comedy and we survived. Well, so I, I I was gonna say you know, comedy is always there to get us through darker times you know how how you know when art you know art therapy is is a legitimate discipline now but you know this this consuming of media how you know whether it's a book or, or a netflix show how does that be how does that become 
therapeutic or why has that become therapeutic for so many of us? Because it's the only free form of escapism you get, I would argue. Therapy costs money, you know? A Netflix subscription is free because you're sharing it with like eight of your cousins. <laughs> now, you know, you're downloading books <laughs> illegally off the internet, saving the PDF to your books app is free, but therapy costs money. See, I thought it was just my family, but you guys also shared, right? And, and all of those things involve leaving your door and your parents asking where you're going and what time you're coming home at. Or changing outfits after you leave the house. Yeah. Yep. Especially that. Yep. For me too. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I um it's what when I first read the, the press release for this, actually the first show that came to mind was um and I forget the name of it, but the uh, the, the the Korean show. Um, Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience, yes. Uh, and, and I'm curious as if if you thought about the relationship at all, because it's it's almost like Kim's Convenience kind of paved the way for minority families to be seen on Canadian television. Yeah, definitely. I think Kim's Convenience was definitely on the vision board and Modern Family. And like it just shows that just kind of like share, you know, that family story. And, you know, shout out to everybody that was a part of that to like inspire uh, more networks to take risks on on stories to be told. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. Uh, stories need to be told and they need to be told by us and for us. And we're fortunate enough to, you know, have uh, amazing writers and directors like uh, Lena and Agum and Anna. No, Sarah? Anna. Anna, my bad. Uh, a lot of, lot of productions happening on my end then. But yeah, like just an amazing, amazing team and, um, and kind of like just make people laugh even when you don't want to. That's what I was kind of surprised with was to see the senior cast members you know, perform in minus 40 weather and like be straight professionals and deliver their lines eventually. You know what I mean? Like it's everything, everything was a, a great part of this amazing story. I'm, I'm going to also add though that uh, I, I really, so I researched a lot of shows before kind of settling on a format for this particular one. Um, and uh I love the fact that Kim's Convenience broke barriers. Um, amazing. Uh, an ethnic family being portrayed in a fun, comical way. Uh, but actually, the primary influence were, were uh, shows from back in like the 70s and 80s. And just their slapstick mixed with absurdity, uh, a lot of sketch comedy. And I really liked Modern Family and Arrested Development. And here's the thing about those two shows. They're not ethnic because you don't have to be. They're just fun, funny shows. You know, like, we're not sitting there saying, oh, this is an ethnic comedy show. This is just a comedy. It's just funny. They're just people. They're actually straight up, this is going to be crazy, blow your mind. But they're all Canadians. They're all from Canada. <laughs> they just happen to be clinging to some, you know, cultural heritage points. But technically, they don't even have their visa or their PR. They are Canadian citizens. They've got one passport. They're Canadians. The show is about a Canadian family. They just happen to have a, you know, a couple of different languages. That's not that. I like that. Speak some languages. You you mentioned shows from the uh, from the seventies, and I thought of um, 
All in the Family, Archie Bunker, because ah, yes. I think, well, it strikes me that that was the first kind of true sitcom about the family unit. You had I Love Lucy, but it was just the two of them. All in the Family sort of, I think, was the pioneer in that specific, you know, subset of, of sitcoms and family mm -hmm. shows have been on the air ever since. Why do you think people... First of all, what what does that show mean to you, you know, seeing writing about family, but also what does why do we keep gravitating to shows about families and, and family units? It is interesting that we do. Doesn't doesn't that say something about us as a society that it's the first place that we uh, started to form an identity was within family that deep, deep, deep down inside us, as we discover who we are, uh, we ache to go back to that to understand that. And if we understand that, will understand who we are personally i think i think there's some part of it there family means home but family isn't always safe home isn't always safe um so i think in in our desire to watch uh and consume uh, stories about family i think it's it's because we're searching we're searching for that home and that comfort we're searching for familiarity we're searching to heal uh, we're searching to find joy um, I love it. I love shows that focus on family. I find them fascinating. Many of my favorite sketches for I Can't Believe It's Not Butter Chicken were around the family. Um, often I played a very dysfunctional mom or an auntie in those sketches, uh, maybe because I was I was playing around with or, or a mother-in-law, uh, because these these narratives were so they were so absurd to me, the weird things that would happen in real life that like, it is so fun to get into those characters and really, really go nuts, you know? <laughs> like I am envious of, I'm behind the scenes in this one for now, uh, but I am envious of like the wonderful, absurd, juicy characters that you guys all get to play. Like one of my favorite moments is when Navi uh, is like, you want cream or sugar? <laughs> As she's practicing her acting chops, it's great. You know, and they still love her, even though she's a nutball. They still love, she's still family, you know. And you're supposed to love your family. That's a big argument I get with my own siblings. When they go a little, like, like toxic, I'm just like, you need to stop or I'll cut you out. And they remind me, no, we're family, you can't. And then I say, are you sure? I, I even we're family, you can't be toxic, right? But we somehow forgive with family. Yeah. What? Weird, because we're like living in the era of boundaries. But Punjabi families are like, yeah, yeah, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Anyways, um, can you run to the grocery store for me? <laughs> or like poor poor Navi, she has it all again and again with the one auntie who like will say to her, "Oh, why don't you wear clothes?" And she's like, "I am wearing clothes to go work." Out. I am wearing clothes, <laughs> but she's constantly being attacked for being, you know, naked. Uh, but she's just in her workout clothes, wearing shorts and things like that. Like, like what is up with our families? But even though they they do all this toxic stuff, we still love them. We do, right? So there's there's that. The all the family show is fantastic. Now that show that show said something you know that was one of those commentary shows where they said a lot that you couldn't necessarily get away with if it wasn't comedy on tv at that time mm -hmm. right i love that yeah you will see elements of that in our show too um and uh the other one that i think oh what was the other one in the 70s you asked another question about that i can't remember sorry sorry um Navneet, what what would what's it like for you? Here you are, an actress playing an actress. How how much how much do you how much do you have to separate the two actresses, if at all? Um, how much do we have to separate them? 
you know, I don't know if Babs is an extension of me or if I am an extension of Babs or if Babs is an extension of one of, you know, another one of our castmates that lived the same life as Babs or if Babs is an extension of Lena's experience and, you know, Lena turning that experience into her brainchild. Um, but I know that it's not the only experience and I know that it's not unique to our little circle of castmates. So yeah, I think I just, I, I, I draw from, from knowing that this is a story that needs to be told. And I'm so privileged and lucky because I grew up not seeing Punjabi girls on TV um, at all. I thought Raven Simone on That's So Raven was my representation and Hilary Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air were my representation. So this is, it's yeah, it feels legendary, you know, and and to to have been, you know, left with that desire of like, where am I on screen? And then to be like, you know, to have someone like Lena champion me and saying, this representation is going to be you. You, you know, I've chosen you to to fulfill this purpose is um surreal and and I'm so lucky. Well, first of all, I think it's a higher purpose that chose you, not me. It, it, it was part of your destiny. Our destiny is all collided. Let, let's, that's a true statement that this show is actually bigger than us. Really, I swear to you. Uh, one, two, Navi is an outstanding actress. She's, you're asking what's the difference between Navi in real life as an actress and Babs the character, let me tell you. Navi is an outstanding actress. Her physical comedy is like no other. She's so much fun. Um, I directed, uh, well, as a showrunner, you're the director of all the directors. You're the lead writer. Uh, but when I also directly directed her, I had so much fun. She was able to just like throw herself into these absurd scenarios. There's one where she had to be sitting on the toilet. And, and I was like, are you comfortable pulling your pants down? She's like, Lena, for you. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's great. No, there's no brown girl on TV who has sat on a toilet and has her 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 legs just there and farting. No brown girl on TV has done what beautiful Nubby has done. Nubby is an outstanding comic actress. One, Babs, her character is not, but that's what's awesome about Babs. Nubby, the good actor plays the bad actor really well. <laughs> and the bad actor is so passionate about her bad acting. She thinks it's such a it's such a blessing when she gets to show the back of her head in some random commercial. <laughs> and she she you see some of her bad acting actually in the uh no, not Navi's bad acting. See, this is meta. <laughs> good actor playing Bab's bad actor does some really crappy little commercials that get played <laughs> so it's 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 good bad acting yes yes now has a beautiful line should we do it together ready it's for a furniture ad and it goes <gasps> two for one for one <laughs> two <laughs> for one <laughs> you you meant you mentioned you know how you didn't see anybody like yourself on TV when you're growing up outside of Raymond Simone. What do you make now that, you know, Punjabs, Indians, you know, brown girls all across this country might now see you be like, I want to do that. And now you're their inspiration. 
I don't know about all that. I am here to open a door and make some space and just know that there is there's room for all of us and there is going to be room for all of us. And like this feels like the 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 smallest of beginnings in what is going to be great and grand and and huge and normal, you know? Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, gone are the days where um, little novies look to, you know, television and, and don't don't see themselves. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm so privileged to be kind of, you know, filling that filling that void and, and, and taking on that responsibility. It's not just brown girls. You're actually a, a, a hero to all kinds of girls. OK, first of all, this show out of nine leads, six of them are women. All the directors were women. And I mean, to be honest, that wasn't even super conscious, but that's how representation ends up working. Can you imagine all the shows that are mostly male dominated? No wonder the stories are super man focused. I didn't know that that was even happening, guys. Those are just the characters that I know. And all of a sudden you look, you're like, oh my God, they're mostly women. Oh, well, what are you going to do? That's That was unfair, I guess, behind uh, behind the camera. And in the writer's room, we didn't have enough male representation. Um, but you are going to be a role model for women, not just brown women, but definitely brown women. They need that too. Because our, like Navi and I have a major age difference and generational difference. I know it doesn't seem that way, but a little bit of, a, of an age difference here. So the fact that in, in you know, one generation, I didn't have any good role models that were, you know, that were even strong women. Forget about brown. There were no women. And then Navi, she also doesn't have the brown women, or I don't even know women in general. You know, like, it's pretty sad when you're six years old and you're dressed up as as Wonder Woman. Like, think about it. She was solving crime in a bikini. That was that was my role model. Or like Princess, what was the one that like was asleep and had to get kissed by a prince? That's I was that one too. Aurora. Sleep, oh wait, no, Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yes, pink, 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 pink. Yeah. And, and like Snow White was just a white girl who was a brunette. Her name was Snow White. Can you be more on the nose, Snow White? We had no one. <laughs> But that was the best that we could do was just like find these like rando women who were constantly being victimized. Like Navi's character is great because she, even though she's, you know, on her own, she's independent, she's working and she is following her dream and she is passionate about her bad acting. No one's going to talk her out of her bad acting. That's good. That's a, that's like I want I want all women of all walks of life to see that and men too. That it's OK. You can be a bad actor. But hey, we, we we seem to have lost Arky. Is he all right? Is um, he had to take a call. Um, busy press day today, but we are taking it on stride. All good. Um, you know, we're we're seeing black Disney princesses now. How quickly do you think we might see um, an East Indian Disney princess? Or well, we'll have to talk to Disney about that as soon as Lena writes one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Lena? Is a Disney print Disney uh, princess movie up next for you. Mm, I mean, I feel like I feel like if it's if it's in the cards for us, it'll probably be in the realm of mock because I gotta say I'm not so happy with some of the past princesses. I have some trauma there. Yeah. <laughs> Current ones, okay. And I mean, people look great in tiara. I, I don't have a problem with that or dressing up, yeah. but I think that it's not just like it's gonna be beyond Disney. We're gonna redefine it, and Navi will play it. And, you know, it's the prince who's going to be lying in the forest and she's going to have to kiss him. And then she'll go to jail because that's <laughs> need consent no matter what. It well, doesn't matter prince uh, or princess. I was going to say Snow White and Sleeping Beauty haven't really aged that well. <laughs> like, nah, even, even, 
even like even Little Mermaid's like, eh, really? <laughs> I'll be like, um, we're gonna we're gonna write one, Navi, and you're gonna play that, and I'll offer you the apple. You can, and you're gonna say some bad words and force me to eat the apple. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what that princess should have done. Why would she just eat them random yep. apples like this? Like, here's an idea. You you have it's it's sisters, right? And you've got Navid and you've got uh what's her name? Matreya from uh Never Have I Ever. And then Bay Tree, yes. Yeah, playing playing sisters. And then they just, you know, they have they, they have to go say the save the man in distress or something, you know, because he's you know, he's being anyway. Um and then we'll get Bollywood style and they're like they're both in love with him and then they both marry him and, and they're I don't know, their mom is happy because at least they're married. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Make make it make it make it a Hollywood musical, right, or something like that. There you go. <laughs> um, Lena, you mentioned that you you are behind the scenes in this one, but I also know you you have you know you have a background in acting. Are we? Do you think you'll go in front of the camera at all if there's a season if there's a season two? Well, uh, I will actually. I have flirted with a couple of different a couple of different characters, um, but in order to do, I feel like my job really well. Um, I I want to continue to remain at the helm of, of um, creating story uh, and getting through um, all of that part of it. Uh, I do miss being, you know, in front of the camera. Um, and there are like, there's actually three different characters that have come to mind that would be wonderful to play. And um, I, I won't I won't say necessarily here, um, but uh, all three of them, like my heart is like torn. <laughs> I, I don't know which. Um, I am actually in this slightly already. Uh, but I play the um, the terrible Bollywood actress in the terrible Bollywood show within the show that the family watches. <laughs> what are you? All very meta. <laughs> this show is meta. There's some meta in this show. Uh huh. Our big meta Punjabi family. But it it is. I know how hard it is to direct yourself. Um, you know, I mean, Clooney does it. Clint Eastwood does it. Um. But how, like, how do you, how do you approach that challenge being, being both giving directions and taking directions at the same time? When I was doing the, I can't believe it's not butter chicken show. I was a, a lead director as well as a lead actor. Um, I, I actually don't think it is, it is that hard, but honestly, I don't really think anything in life is really that, that hard. I mean, I feel like things are as hard as we make them out to be. You know, we only get to live this one, this one life in this, in this sort of being. Um, so I don't know. I don't use the word hard for anything. Meh, whatever. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> you do well, you do well, you do the best you can. Um, and if it's not good, it's not good. You just keep going. You just do what you do. So um, actually directing myself, if I were to play a role, um, I haven't even thought about who would be the director. Um, it's not kind of a non-issue, you know. Um, and maybe, maybe Clint Eastwood and maybe they could uh, get directions from us as strong mm -hmm. brown women. We are uh, naturally good directors. How about that? <laughs> there you go. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna gonna take gonna take uh, L.A. by storm, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. How about that? <laughs> uh, what do you want a Canadian audience to take away from this show when they watch it? That there are more similarities between us than differences. Um, that families, we fight and we misunderstand each other at every twist and turn. Um, but I feel like the root of this show, uh, 
especially under Lena's direction has just been about like just love and laughter and light um you know this world can so so often feel dark um for many of us and you know I'm hoping that this show is just kind of a beacon of light that you can tune into on your Sundays and feel like you can find chaos and solace in you know our little Punjabi family the rest I will I will let Lena speak for but yeah that's what's on my heart that's exactly what it is it's, it's all about love light peace joy fun humor all that all the fun weird stuff and and i feel like i feel like i want people to sit down and just like enjoy the show for the fact that they want to see a real fun funny well-written well-acted show because that is essentially what it is forget about the context forget that it's even a family it's just a really fun funny show but the effect of it could potentially be that you might have an entire family watching together and when was the last time we did that I mean, that wasn't, you know, that was back in the 80s when you, you didn't have a choice. TGIF Fridays. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Yeah. TGIF Fridays, yeah, sure. Back in those days. Um, it's funny, I, I kind of tested that with uh, with some of the family and some of the family friends um, that I tested this show on, uh, South Asian families. But one of my favorite moments was um, a girlfriend of mine is in a blended family. And uh, I was staying with her for a few weeks um, uh, down in uh, New West, New West Surrey area. And so uh, there she is. She's in a blended family. She's got, you know, her partner and her um, her stepdaughter from the partner's family. And uh, they're all staying in this 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 big Punjabi household. It's not that big. Three people. Okay, but anyway, what I loved was I asked her if she would watch the first episode so she could give me some notes. We're still just in the processing, the editing, because all this stuff had to be edited, cut, recut, edited, cut, recut. Oh, my God. Notes from everywhere. Notes from the director. Notes from the uh, broadcaster. All this stuff. Too much footage. You know, too much was shot. Trimming it down. And so I asked her, what is your first impression? What's funny? What isn't funny? Go. And uh, I didn't realize that uh, her stepdaughter was in the back kind of like laughing. I thought, is she laughing at the show? What? I turned. I didn't want to know. Is she? And she was. And I'm like, she doesn't even speak Punjabi. But she was reading some of the subtitles. And and she gave me feedback, too. And then, you know, one episode turned into a few more just to get some feedback. And then all of a sudden, I see this family. My favorite moment was just taking a step back. And um, I didn't, I don't know that they knew, but I was watching them as they watched the show. And oh, my, all I can say is like, my heart was so full. I could see, it's like you could feel that they were all connecting. It was so cute. It was so cute. It was so sweet. So it doesn't matter what your background is. It's just, if you have a heart, you will like this show. How about that? And if you don't, oh, I'm just going to say, I'm not, not saying you're a sociopath. <laughs> um, was there, for each of you, was there a, a favorite scene or moment that you really enjoyed? in the process of making this. Curious about that too, do tell. I would, uh, I'll take it from here, then I'll start. Uh, I think my favorite scene was uh, a family chaos in the kitchen scene where we have so many layers of funny happening at one time. And, um, you know, Minu uh, wants to go out and I'm trying to find granola and you know the grandmas are fighting and dad's making his crazy medicine in the kitchen like it just 
total chaos and it kind of remind reminded me of uh how much joy the audience will have watching the chaos because being a part of it was amazing so i can only hope watching it is just as amazing um uh, the first scene that comes to mind after um the bathroom scene that lena so graciously spoke award award-winning scene Dan, by the way, an award-winning uh i can nominate it right now for whatever nominations we need i'll nominate it i'll stand Today. on guard for Today. the Okay, aside from that scene, there is a scene that takes place in the living room during a family birthday party, which is such a quintessential moment, I would argue, that all families have, specifically when they are hosting. You know, I feel like responsibilities should be delegated, but they never are. And um, we can so often forget about, you know, our our elders. And um, there's just a lot of a lot of chaos that takes place before this this birthday party um and you know maybe a little bit of violence I I you know I took an elbow punch to the face and it and it took me out and it wasn't in the script and it made it to the final cut and um you know that's just how it goes sometimes but um I believe that scene made it to our trailer so if you uh haven't had a chance to to take a peek at it it's it's one of my favorites and everybody was together that day and it it was amazing it was funny and yeah it was it was the best time it's so funny because i think i think you two just hit the, the nail on the head of my two favorite scenes as well um that chaos scene was uh uh one of the ones that um it actually took me a little while to write because i kept getting close and I would get feedback from the broadcaster to get further, go funnier, something you needed, it was missing something. And so somehow it culminated into this thing. Well, let's see if someone tries to get naked and it worked. And it was so fun to watch. And it was so, it was, it just worked out. Um, and I, I think that's the one thing about this show is that you'll actually see in almost every episode, there is that, that moment of, of complete chaos. Uh, and then relief. Um, and the chaos is essential, I think, to the show. And and those are my favorite, favorite moments too. Um, and the one that Arky, I, I know the scene that you're talking about, because uh, that was also, that was a very complicated scene to direct. And it was because there were three big moments of weird chaos happening at once. And I recall I hadn't given you guys enough lines. So there's a lot that is improvised and you guys did a killer good job improvising. And then we had them just do actions and mind them um, so that we could focus on each pairing of two. And that it cut together. I don't know if you guys have seen it cut together. It cut together beautifully. It beautifully. It, it looks so bloody chaotic and sweet and silly. It's such a funny, funny, weird scene. Um, but by far, I was so scared to direct that one because it's one of those that could have been pretty bad too. And the whole kitchen is a mess. And like, I don't know if, if our, our actress playing Dadima really was choking the other actress. I don't know what that was, but it was great. It made it into the cut. <laughs> we were we were never scared though, Lena, under your direction. So you may have been uh scared, but we were we were ready to roll. Whatever yeah. you told us to do, spit in the sink, uh grab, grab seven-day-old uh Indian sweets and put it in your mouth and chew. 
we were we were down and for the cause. Take off your pants. We, sit on this toilet. Yeah. No, you never asked me to take my pants off, thank God, but like, you know what oh, I mean? No, but I did tell you to put that lamp down. You were doing something with the lamp under someone else's direction. And I came racing up the stairs and I said, no, no. Oh, allegedly, no. allegedly, Lena. That's allegedly. Whatever happens in Regina stays in Regina, allegedly. But Lena is mother. She really is mother. Aww. We're excited, Dan, for you to like, and the audience to kind of tune in and like just have uh, a fresh take on a new story that's uh an old story if that makes sense absolutely a new story that is as old as time yeah i'm thinking we should change the name to just like our normal canadian family <laughs> our everyday canadian family uh, wait. That, and that has but, a little bit of chaos but you still stay there you know after the things happen like especially the chaos it really is amazing that sunny and satara are still choosing to live in that home the composure that happens after the chaos, the, that juxtaposition, the duality well, that they live in. You guys do understand we're broke, right? Oh, yeah. Cypress County Choosers. You do understand that we have no other options, right? Like, I'm just letting you guys know that. Zero prospect. I've seen the bank account. We have no other choice. Like, it's this place or the temple. It's like, so we'll go to the sick. These things work out, though. About nine years ago, I had crafted uh, an outline for a script um for uh, a series that never went anywhere and that was the premise that you had to live with your in-laws because you were completely broke not because it's our culture it's also our culture it's also our culture oh. so that that's for culture but it's also a crutch yeah. it's a crutch because real estate housing started to go up 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 and i thought oh wouldn't that be a funny narrative and so i i wrote these little micro sort of things and just like completely set it aside um and and i guess this was the time for it to come up so. fruition and it doesn't mean you have to be brown. You just have to be a Vancouverite and not be a Yeah, and understand that it's tough out here. And sometimes we've got to listen to our parents tell us crazy shit because we have no choice. Yep. I, I was a Vancouverite for nine years. So I, uh, and Toronto, Toronto's, Toronto's not much better, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, even. These days, Abbotsford's not that much better. Oof. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you just set the story in Moose Jaw. Yeah. We thought there was hope and hope, but not in, not anymore. Nope. <laughs> There's uh, no hope and hope. There's no hope and hope. Well, our big Punjabi family premieres this Sunday uh, on the 11th on Omni Television at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Lena, Arky, oh, sorry. So 4.30 p.m. and then 7.30 Eastern. Right. Yes. 4, 4.30 Pacific. I should mention that since it is a uh, Vancouver set show. Yes, we'd love to see you at 4.30. If you're tuning in at 7.30, you know, you won't be seeing our big Punjabi family, but yeah, <laughs> maybe something else. Yeah. Yeah, seven. yeah, I know that all my emails are still in Eastern time because most of my publicity contacts are out there. So it all, all the emails will say Eastern time. I know, I know. Yes. Uh, June, uh, June 11th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time on Omni Television. And Lena, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having us, Dan. Appreciate you. Cheers. We look forward to seeing the show. See you, Lena. And once again, that was my conversation with Lena Manro, Arky Candola, and Navneet Kaur from Our Big Poon Jabby Family. 
it premieres June 11th on Omni Television, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific. That does it for me today. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time. Bye for now.